Hello, this is Michal and I'd like to welcome you to the first episode of Feely's Flowers podcast uh, where we discuss all things flowers in the flower world. And today we're really excited because I have a very special guest who's world-renowned floral designer Dennis Knepkins. I can never pronounce the surname properly and I really hope you enjoy the show. Hi Dennis, it's Michal and I'd like to welcome you to Ireland first of all. You've been with us for a couple of days and of course when you've been with us working, doing demonstrations, you've had a really busy week and I know from talking to you, which we'll get into a little bit more later on, you've had a really busy month. So just introduce yourself and just tell us how you got into the world of floristry. Well, thank you Michal. Uh, my name is Dennis Knepkins, um, I'm from Amsterdam. But since my 19th, I'm traveling around the world uh, doing flower installations, flower festivals, uh, workshops, demonstration, consultancy, um, hotel decorations, whatever you want to call it, it's related to flowers we are, uh, we are involved with. Um, actually, I got into flower industry on my 15th. When I was 15th like, birthday? Yes. Fifteen. I'm, I'm 42 and I'm still not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was around my 15th so when I was at, uh, at high school or secondary school. Um, so I did secondary school in flowers, then college and then university in flower industry. Wow. Um, I know that you've uh, received, while well, you were very young and still in college, that you received a very prestigious award which... Um, like really fascinates me like the numbers of people that were involved and that for you to kind of come to the top was really amazing tell us a little bit about that um, during my college there was a, a competition um, for all the students in the whole uh, in the whole not the whole school it was not this it was like a big group of schools together in total it were 15,000 students um, and from different fields they selected the best Student. I was representing floristry, but there was also landscaping, uh, cooking, um, whatever you want that's agricultural related. And um, eventually I won the prize out of 15,000 students and I became student of the year. And I was sent to uh, Dubai um, to work there in the Burj Al Arab Hotel uh, to train the florists from the, from the hotel. And that particular hotel, if correct me if I'm wrong, is the only seven-star hotel in the world. That's correct. Yeah. That's fascinating. So you were the lead florist or head florist or head designer responsible for training all of the other florists in how it should be done and what way to do it in the only seven-star hotel in the world. And what age was that at? Uh, at that moment I was around 20. 20 years of age? <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. just... That's remarkable. Yes. That's really remarkable. It was definitely a very special, very special moment. And challenging, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. when you, the higher end you go, the more difficult, as we all know, it becomes. Absolutely. So to be able to achieve that. Um, yeah. I, I know too, where else in the world have you worked or where have you kind of, um, in the last number of years? Uh, well, let's say my first experience was in Athens, then Dubai, from Dubai to Russia, uh, I, I think in the meantime I did half of Europe, uh, we went to New York, to Tokyo, um, Hong Kong earlier this year, South Africa, 
Um, I do a lot of in the Middle East, so Dubai, Iraq, I lived one and a half year in Iraq. Then um, I went to Kuwait, and last week I did a project in Shenzhen in China. Wow. And this weekend here in Sligo. Sligo is of course the most important <laughs> <Sligo> one. <laughs> <laughs> most important of them all. But for us too, I think it's fabulous that Phoebe's florist, you know, uh, have the kind of desire and want to bring kind of like some of the top designers from around the world to the northwest of Ireland. And I think you were even a little surprised yourself you know, when you walked into our shop in Cairo, both with kind of like the size of the shop, first of all, for the area that we're in, and also kind of like the level of what we're involved in. I mean, I know you did a beautiful demonstration for us last night, a Christmas demonstration, which was magic and we got a great reaction to it, but even again, us creating the video to go with that thing, even just, I suppose, the professionalism that you felt came across. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's remarkable to see what, what is achieved here, what, what you are trying to, uh, to create and to get the bus around. It's really, really special and it's really outstanding uh, compared to what's happening in the rest of the world. Yeah, cool. It's really lovely to have you here, but where are you for next? What, what, where is Dennis off to next? What's the plan? Well, tonight, upcoming night, I'm flying back to Beirut, where we are based for a long-term project, uh, a consultancy project, where we are rebranding uh, a company. Um, and in the meantime, we get bookings for next year. So now, for the rest of the year, I'll stay in Beirut uh, for Christmas. And uh, for next year, we have the first, uh, first bookings already. So it will be China again, and for sure Japan, and um, yeah, I love to travel, I love to work with different cultures, and I think this gives you a wider view on the world. Yeah. Um, so this is actually what's something we are focused on the most. Yeah. Do you see, like, do you see kind of like completely different trends, I suppose, in the flower world, in the different countries that you would visit? Is it like remarkably different, or does the same kind of feel fall through all kind of like I suppose cultures uh, and then there's just slight changes depending on the country or where you are or is it like completely different in say Japan or China or Kuwait or wherever? No there are quite big differences actually uh, if you go to the Middle East people like it more um, wow yeah, showy. exuberant um, showy um, shiny um, but actually when I was working in Kuwait and I brought wood wood pots over instead of the shiny ceramic what they used to they went wild for the wood as well so if if i compare it to uh my background from holland personally i like it very pure and i like it with natural materials um, um, but we try to anticipate on every <coughs> culture so we bring something from holland and we try to mix it with the the culture that we are working with so you get an interesting uh, mixture, and this is something how we translate it also for the, the clients that we work with. Um, but there are quite big differences. For example, if you are in Japan, the houses are very small. So usually that's why the Ikebana over there is very yeah, popular, yeah. because people don't have... Minimum, minimum. Yes, yeah. they don't have big houses, so everything should be small and compact. If you see what's happening in Amsterdam, the bouquets are more longer because in the past it was expensive to build houses uh, that are wider, so they built houses with high ceilings. So nowadays people are living in houses with still with high ceiling, ceilings, 
loadable case. That's cool. Yeah, so yeah, longer. it's kind of more the style. What yeah. fits with where you're living? Exactly. That's kind of works yes. for the style. Yeah. What do you think the style is in Ireland? Um, I think the style here in Ireland. What I see, the people. What I did last night, for example, is very nature-inspired um, arrangements, and I think people love this as well because you are surrounded by beautiful nature and a beautiful landscape so I think this is something that people can um, relate themselves very easily to but still I think here certainly for Christmas people like some shimmering and some shiny <laughs> I have to be honest yes. I do love natural <laughs> I love the more natural feel and the more natural wood but I definitely need the touch of bling for Christmas. Yes. Yeah, for me, yes. unless there's the touch of bling there, it's just uh, it's that <laughs> celebration. So yes. I, I want to of see them. So I know you travel the world and I know you've worked on some really big projects for weddings. And we do quite a lot of weddings here, kind of like smaller weddings and then some really large weddings. But kind of upcoming trends, what do you see kind of coming trends-wise from a wedding point of view? Let it be colours or certain styles or moods or... Yeah. Well, what's still extremely popular is the vintage vibe. So, uh, vintage color tones, which means like the, the pastels, the, uh, maybe the écru, uh, lavender shades. These Go back there, what's the écru? Écru is like um, uh, an off-white, beige, okay. these kind of tones. So, uh, and very country style. Yeah. This is something that people rely to very well. Yeah. <laughs> What else is very popular? Um, white will always be the bright color, um, but what you see now a lot is the the vintage vibe. So something people would come. I've I've bought this vintage dress, or I've bought this. Uh, we're doing our uh, wedding in a castle, so it gives us the authentic feel. Yeah. Um, so this will remain a huge trend. Yeah, well, we've noticed for the last kind of like, I suppose, three or four years that definitely vintage is in. A bride would often say to me that, you know, for us, kind of like we look at a bride's dress and to see kind of like what bouquet style we feel best suits the mood of the dress yeah. and works. And a lot of times they're uh, uh, a little bit worried not to use colour or to use colour. What do you think? Is it more the personality of the person or the style of the dress or...? Uh, I think because you should do this once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Some people do it Some people do it a lot more than once, yes. yeah, which is great. Ah, come on, yeah, why not? Um, but I think it should be something that suits your personality because this complete event or the complete day shows how you are, um, how you look at life, what you, what your personality is um, and your close friends and family are surrounded by you so they will appreciate whatever you choose but I think it's important that you do something that is very close to you. Yeah. I agree with that and Again, for me, sometimes the challenge is when somebody brings me in maybe a bouquet that they've seen on Pinterest that they really love and then they show me a dress that they've bought which is absolutely fabulous. And for me, both are fabulous individually, but it's actually when you try to put the two together, it doesn't yeah. always work. And I suppose it's being able to kind of like 
suggest to the person that maybe they should choose another bouquet because I don't want them to choose another dress <laughs> of course <Yeah. laughs> is to suggest to the person that they should choose a, um, maybe choose another bouquet that's more in keeping with the style and the mood of the dress and it's I suppose really if you're coming to a florist to talk about wedding flowers it's to keep an open mind also yes, have your ideas keep an open mind but then kind of be open to suggestions from the florist because remember this is something that they do what's the biggest wedding that you've ever worked on the most fantastic lush um, I did a beautiful wedding um, last year in Kuwait it was a royal wedding with I think I don't know how many thousands of blue delphiniums so it was like a royal blue wedding in a beautiful um, ballroom in a, in a nice hotel um, so everything was white and then we had this gigantic blue delphiniums in wow. gigantic vases. Gorgeous. Um, so yeah, that was that was very pretty. And earlier this year we did a beautiful in Beirut a beautiful wedding, which was extremely um, lush and and extremely um, extremely well organized. Yeah, that was very beautiful. Yeah. It must be fascinating to work on a project of that size. Yes. Like I, I know with the job that you had in China, you were do working for like a large perfume company and you were dealing with the most fabulous roses, David Austin roses. Yeah. And the David Austin roses, how many David Austin roses had you to work with on that particular project? I think just the David Austin roses were about um, just over 2,000. 2,000. David Austin roses are not available in that huge quantities. Yeah. Um, and you have to book them in advance because yeah. the growers, they, it's not like any other roses where they have almost unlimited supply. Uh, yeah. uh, supply. David Austin is a very special, very high end, uh, very high end rose and they have beautiful color shades. Um, and throughout, for example, um, when they arrive at the florist, they're completely closed, but in the upcoming days, they will open, and every day they have a different stage, and they, they, they are really, it's really special. Yeah. So to get them for a project like this, we have to contact the growers and book them in advance, so they can see, okay, what is available at the moment in the garden, what can they cut, and what, so what can they supply with. So we always send our preferences, we would like to use with this color, this color, this color, um, and then they will get back to us, okay, this one is available, this one, um, we have a shortage, so, but we can provide you with this one, yeah, this yeah, one yeah. for example, comes close, or is the same mood, or the same shape, um, and then we look at our design to see what what fits and what does not, uh, what does not fit. Cool. It's really, really always fascinating. I mean, I love having a conversation with somebody who lives, breathes, eats, sleeps flowers because it's not often that I meet somebody that I can chat wholeheartedly about flowers to and about projects that they've worked on and done and feel kind of so inspired by it all, I suppose. So kind of for us at Feely's Florist and for the team at Feely's Florist, I really appreciate your time in coming over to Ireland to do the demonstrations with us and also to kind of learn, uh, for us to learn from you and learn from your experiences and from your work in the shop and even the small conversations in between. I always find it fascinating and uh, I suppose it's on that note, wish you well for your demonstration in Felix Flowers tonight and for your upcoming events and I'm sure that we're going to see you back in Sligo in the northwest of Ireland 
in the near future which will be really exciting and really cool and for more ideas I suppose on kind of Dennis's work that he would have done uh, with the demonstrations they're all going to be on our Facebook page and on our website feliesflowers.com and with that I'm going to uh, say goodbye and to thank Dennis Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks Thank very so much. much for having me. Not at all, not at all. And we'll see you soon again. And we'll be listening in again, guys, for more podcasts that will be up and coming. This is the very first one that we've done. So I hope it's come across really, really well. And we'll be picking interesting topics every other week just to talk about flowers, flower lovers, flower worlds, brides getting married. Listen here to find out about more events. Thanks very much from me, Hall, and all the team in Phoenix Flowers.